Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour, bonjour. So grateful to be with you today. Yes, I'm, it's my last day in California for a while. I'm heading out to Hawaii, back to Hawaii. And um, let's begin with a prayer. So I invite you to take a breath of love and gratitude with me. Let's place our hand on our heart and remember and declare that we are wholeheartedly available to live as the love of God, to be the love of God, to know the love of God, to reveal the love of God. Oh, taking that breath of love and gratitude, we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self to remember ourselves as the I am that I am. And I am one with the I am presence of every being. So grateful that this is so, so grateful to be of service this day by releasing all false beliefs and thoughts, no longer entertaining them with my mind, no longer shining the light of love into judgments, opinions, and thoughts that simply are not true. We're grateful and thankful to declare that this time together is a time of healing and expansion and clarity and freedom and unconditional joy. We're waking up. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with all. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. So grateful. <laughs> so grateful. Okay, doke, smoky. <laughs> I am. Oh, I am just loving this topic. So, as promised last week, we were talking about time and space management, feeling stuck in time and space, and opening up that window in our mind. We're going to talk about the script this week, bringing forth the highest and best of your script. And this is something that I've been interested in for quite a long time. So let's begin with what does it say in A Course of Miracles about a script? What? It says in Lesson 158, time is a trick. A sleight of hand, a vast illusion in which figures come and go as if by magic. Yet, there is a plan behind appearances that does not change. The script is written. So the plan behind appearances that does not change is a script that's already written. When experience will come to end your doubting has been set. So there's an experience that will come to end your doubting. That has already been set. Isn't that good to know? So that's in the script. Yay! <laughs> For we but see the journey from the point at which it ended. Looking back on it. Imagining we make it once again, reviewing mentally what has gone by. Now, this is absolutely key to living a joyful life, absolutely key to being inspired and motivated to live the highest and best, to choose the highest and best, to have a deep, strong, powerful, resounding spiritual practice. This paragraph is so key to that. Lesson 158, paragraph 4, telling us about the script. So, one of the things, uh, I know I talk about this a lot with uh, David Hoffmeister and Gary Renard and Regina Donacre, some of my wonderful Course of Miracles colleagues and comrades, and... Uh, what we realize is that the Holy Spirit is always sending us messages and we'll receive them. 
if our mind is open to them, if we'd like to see and recognize them. Those that have eyes to see and ears to hear will receive the insights, the messages, the clear direction. Those who are unwilling will absolutely hear the same things and see the same things but not recognize them, make a different meaning or interpretation of them. You see, this is key to our awakening and to our understanding of Course in Miracles. If we are not profoundly interested, or at least slightly willing, (laughs) in recognizing the truth, it will be placed before us all day long and we will not recognize it. So let us simply be willing to recognize the truth and live in accordance with it. Now, we... Everything in this world that we see is symbolic. Words are but symbols of symbols. And words is how we think we experience thoughts. It's all symbolic. It's all an illusion. So, one of the ways that the Holy Spirit has helped us to begin to really think about this is through literature and movies and stories. So you can go back to Plato's uh, allegory of the cave, right? So you can go back thousands of years to Plato's allegory of the cave, where he talked about what we're really looking at is shadows, nothing but shadows, because our perspective is turned away from the truth. So we're just seeing like, we're, it's like we're living it. Plato said in the allegory of the cave, it's like we're living in a cave and where there's a fire providing light, but we're not seeing things directly. We've got our back to the truth. So all we're seeing are shadows on the wall of the cave. And from there, we make our interpretation and our meaning of it based on our perspective, identified with the body, identified with the one who's suffering. In Plato's allegory of the cave, the, the one who's viewing the shadows on the wall is chained, a prisoner. And, and Jesus refers to that allegory of the cave. I don't have it, well, not to Plato, but to the cave and the shadows. Uh, I don't have it because I didn't know I was going to talk about that. But <laughs> um, you can use the Course in Miracles app that I created to search for the word cave, and you can find it. How nice is that? That Course in Miracles app is totally free. You can go to iTunes to find it. It, Right now, it's only for the iPhone and the iPad. Uh, So you can go to iTunes and just search for A Course in Miracles app with deluxe features. It's got uh, all three books in it there. I love it. I use it all the time. (sighs) So, as we were talking about last week, the time is already set for when we're going to wake up. But time is extremely malleable because, remember what A Course in Miracles says all the time, spiritual practice saves time. So if you'd like to bring forth the highest and best of your script, which is to reduce the amount of suffering, reduce the amount of confusion, reduce the amount of upset. If you'd like to do that, you absolutely can in partnership with the Holy Spirit who will lead and direct you all the way. And one of the keys to being able to do that is to recognize here that truly, in spirit, everything in our script has already occurred and we're mentally reviewing it. How do we make sense of that? How do we understand that? Well, Holy Spirit gave us this movie, The Matrix. If you've never seen The Matrix, perhaps this will inspire you to see it. You might think, oh, it's just an a action-adventure movie, but it's not at all. It's really one of the ways to the Holy Spirit is explaining to us what's, what's our experience here in in earth and so in the matrix it's about freeing themselves from their minds thinking that they're 
living this computer program called the Matrix. It's like the operating software. So most of humanity in the Matrix are living in pods. They're just, their body is in uh, some kind of stasis and they have a connection that's plugged into the back of their brain so that they think they're living this life, but it's just mental pictures that they're seeing in their mind. While the machines use the humans for their energy, so the humans are like batteries, they're uh, self-recharging batteries, <clears throat> and the matrix is run on their the electricity that they create. Okay, but then the main character, played by Keanu Reeves, he is rescued from that life to uh, help humanity free itself from this domination by the machines. So he can go in and out of the matrix by deciding to plug that computer program, let's say, <clears throat> into his brain. And then his mo- in his mind, he thinks he's in that virtual reality. But once he becomes liberated, he realizes he's not in the virtual reality. It's the opposite, in a sense, of what we're experiencing (coughs) because (coughs) he has a new relationship to his body. So what we're doing is we're realizing that we're mentally reviewing all of our experiences and then we're not really here. Uh, I think I was sharing this uh, last week that I was driving in the car with my eight-year-old goddaughter. We were up in Maine, and uh, it was a beautiful day, looking at this beautiful scenery as we're driving along. And she said, sometimes it feels like life is just a dream. So I said, you know, honey, I, that's exactly what I believe. I believe that we are in heaven, all of us, together. Totally peaceful, totally happy, dreaming that we're having this experience in order to learn from it. She, that made total sense to her. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. So, being willing, simply being willing to start to consider that we are mentally reviewing our journey and that we are safely in heaven already, mentally reviewing. If you were to approach every day and every conversation, every activity in your life, including surgeries and physical illness, including financial loss or seeming loss and devastation, including all your relationship issues and your work issues, creativity issues, as something you are mentally reviewing versus something that was actually happening to you. What difference would that make in your life? For me, it made a huge difference. Now, it doesn't mean that what's happening in that mental review, in your experience, is not valuable, because it's extremely valuable. Because the only way to shift the script is to consciously make more loving choices, to look for the highest and best, most loving choices in each and every moment, to relinquish to the Holy Spirit the belief in separation, the belief in lack and limitation. So this is what we're doing. It's the key to our healing. It's the key to opening up our mind to everything. Now, it says in uh, Lesson 158, the script is written, when experience will come to end your doubting has already been set. So would you like to get there faster? It says here, a teacher does not give experience because he did not learn it. It revealed itself to him at its appointed time. But vision is his gift. This he can give directly for Christ's knowledge is not lost. Because he has a vision he can give to anyone who asks. The Father's will 
and His are joined in knowledge. So our will is joined with God's will. There's only one will. This is one of the messages of A Course in Miracle. We are one with God, therefore God's will is our will. Think how many times you hear people say things like, I just want to know what God's will is for me. Your will is God's will. You, This whole world that we're in, or think we're in, <laughs> is about making choices and experiencing what happens when we make choices. So, one of the ways that I explain this to folks who are in my Finding Freedom Boot Camp, in my Masterful Living Year-Long class, one of the ways I explain it to help them, because um, sometimes there are folks in those classes who aren't a Course in Miracles students, and uh, oftentimes become Course in Miracles students, but anyway... I call it the video, my video game theory. And so if you think of, you're mentally reviewing this. Think of it like a video game for a moment. So in a video game, there are different levels. And as you become adept, you are able to move into a higher level, which is perhaps more challenging, more advanced, also perhaps more fun, more interesting, more beautiful. So this is the kind of script that we have. It's multi-layered. Just like in a video game, there are so many choices in every moment. But all of those choices have already been written in. All of the characters in the script, all the permutations of possibilities have already been written in the script. But just like playing a video game, nobody knows how you are going to play it in that moment. So, for instance, if you are playing a video game, you might play it differently if you were tired than if you were really paying attention. You might play it differently if you were in a good mood versus a bad mood. You might play it differently if you were um, really agitated versus very peaceful. Of course you're going to play it differently. Make different choices. You're going to go this way or that way based on how you feel in that moment. So feelings are extremely important in terms of our ability to bring forth the highest and best in our script. Our feelings, our emotions come from our thoughts. They come from our thoughts. When we think something that's not true, when we're in judgment, when we're in thoughts of lack, attack, and limitation, then what happens is we start to feel upset. That's why one of the early lessons of A Course in Miracles is, you're never upset for the reason you think. You're always upset because of the meaning that you made of it. So you look at those first few lessons of A Course in Miracles, it's all about letting you know that your experience that you're having is all about the meaning that you have made of everything. One of my favorite parts of A Course in Miracles is right in the beginning where it talks about our one goal in our experience of this script. I'm going to go into that when we come back from our break. Right now, I'd like to just remind you, you're listening to A Course of Miracles. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and together we're walking the talk, we're living the love, we're opening up the highest and best in our script right here on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and this week we're talking about bringing forth the highest and best of your script. And this has been such valuable insight for me because I love that A Course in Miracles tells us very clearly how to save time from suffering, from feeling confused, because I spend a lot of time doing that. And it's, it's absolutely not 
necessary. It's not necessary. We can reduce that dramatically. But it does require us to be vigilant and to be truly willing in each and every moment to make the loving choice. So before the break, I was talking about my video game theory. So if you were to imagine you're in this video game experience where you're reviewing something and all the choices, all the characters, all the possibilities have already been written into the script, but as you're reviewing it, what's not written is where will you place your attention? Because remember, you're the light of the world. This is the nature of your awareness. Every thought that you think contains an image. Your awareness, when it entertains that thought, projects that image onto the screen of your mind. You could say the screen of your life, but it's really the screen of your mind because that's what you're doing. You're reviewing it. If you're willing to really see that what you're doing is reviewing a script that's already been written, already been completed. And you are in this moment reviewing or choosing which things to place your attention on. Do you not see that that puts you in the place of absolute power to decide what you're going to place your attention on? Most light workers do not feel comfortable with the idea that they are the ones who are deciding where they're going to put their attention on. Because most light workers have a split mind. In one moment, they'd like to be very loving, very kind, very compassionate. But then in the next moment, they want to blame someone for their feelings. They want to hold on to resentment. They'd like to make somebody feel guilty or feel guilty themselves and feel ashamed. And then move into self-medication and self-sabotage. And then blame their situations, their circumstances, their history for all of that. Becoming aware that you are choosing what aspects of the script you're going to entertain and seemingly experience, that puts you in the power seat. Most beings do not feel comfortable being in the power seat. If you read the section in Chapter 2 on cause and effect, that's exactly what it says. Most people do not wish to experience the fullness of their attack thoughts. So therefore, they trade understanding the power of their thoughts for the right to choose attack thoughts. What if you were to give up the right to choose attack thoughts and become so vigilant by partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self, with Jesus and the angels, as it talks about all through A Course in Miracles, give all the heavy lifting to them, let them guide you, let them decide for you, make no decisions on your own as you're reviewing your script. Just in each and every situation, you train your mind, what is the most loving choice here? What is the most, because the most loving choice is going to be the most healing choice, because love is the healer. The Everything that's unhealed in our mind is a result of choosing unloving thoughts, actions, words, decisions. So love is the only healer that there is. The only way to move into the highest and best of your script is to commit yourself to making the most loving choices. How does that actually take place? First, you have to decide that's what you're interested in. Cultivate your willingness And then, don't go it alone. Because going it alone is the cause of all suffering. It's that belief in separation. So because in all our previous lifetimes, we've made so many unkind decisions. We've put so much energy into poverty consciousness. And thinking that poverty, and a life of poverty, a life of chastity, a life of suffering would somehow atone for our sins 
And then it just made us feel this deep sense of lack and limitation and suffering. Or maybe we, we went the way, remember how in Buddha's journey, first he goes the way of exploring limitless pleasure, and then he realizes there's no, there's no peace in that. There's no joy in that. The pleasures of the body will not bring me that connection with God, which is the only true joy, the only true peace, the only true harmony, the only true good. So instead, he goes down the road of denial of the body and abstinence, limitation, the life of the ascetic. And then he realizes, you know what? That's just another ego extreme. Two ego extremes. The middle way is the way. So this is our journey too. You know, Buddha came to show us our journey. Jesus came to show us our journey. They are so memorable and inspiring to us because they're showing us our journey. It's all the journey of the prodigal son in its way. Jesus has his own way of showing us that journey. So we can decide what avenue, what parts of the script we'd like to open up in the sense of the more we make loving choices in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions, in our decisions, the more we're going to open up the joy, the freedom. We're going to dramatically reduce the amount of time that we need to experience physical, mental, and emotional, financial relationship suffering. It's so simple. Why, if you're a light worker, why wouldn't you wish to look for the loving loving choices in your script and choose them and shine your light into that? You are the light of this world. So you can fulfill that role. I, I just love this teaching. So we're looking here at paragraph 9 this is lesson uh, 169 we're looking at the, the references to the script in the workbook and in paragraph 9 of lesson 169 it says here whatever time the mind has set for revelation is entirely Irrelevant, irrelevant <laughs> to what must be a constant state forever as it always was, forever to remain as it is now. We merely take the part assigned long since and fully recognized as perfectly fulfilled by him who wrote salvation script in his creator's name and in the name of his creator's son. There's no need to further clarify what no one in the world can understand. When revelation of your oneness comes, it will be known and fully understood. Now we have work to do, for those in time can speak of things beyond and listen to words which explain what is to come is past already. Yet, what meaning can the words convey to those who count the hours still and rise and work and go to sleep by them? Suffice it then that you have work to do to play your part. The ending must remain here to you until your part is done. It does not matter. For your part is still what all the rest depends on. As you take the role assigned to you, Salvation comes a little nearer. Each uncertain heart that does not beat as yet in tune with God. So as we make our journey, as we make these loving choices, we're helping everyone because we're making this journey together. So our willingness to make the loving choices lifts everyone. Let me be the change in the world I'd like to see. Change your... 
change your mind about the world if you'd like to experience a different world. And this comes from one of my favorite lessons, 169, By Grace I Live, By Grace I Am Released. Grace is an aspect of the love of God which is most like the state prevailing in the unity of truth. Grace is the world's most lofty aspiration, for it leads beyond the world entirely. It is past learning, so you can't learn it. Yet, it is the goal of learning, for grace cannot come until the mind prepares itself for true acceptance. So that's what we're talking about here. In order to bring forth the highest and best of your script... Prepare your mind for true acceptance of grace. Grace becomes inevitable instantly. And those who have prepared a table where it can be gently laid and willingly received. An altar clean and holy for the gift. Course in Miracles talks about the body as a temple and the heart as the altar. And it talks about not getting distracted by the temple, but focusing on the altar. So, grace can be gently laid and willingly received on an altar clean and holy for the gift. Now, of course, miracles also tells us the only real problem that we have is we think we're not already holy. But, if you recognize your position is already in heaven reviewing the script already perfect whole and complete reviewing a script where you believe that you're not could you begin to really accept who you truly are that you're already perfect whole and complete and it's just that you're reviewing this script that you're not it's for me, it's a, it's been uh, an interesting journey to recognize that, yes, as A Course in Miracles says, that the world is meaningless. Why is it meaningless? This is These are the first lessons of A Course in Miracles. Everything I see only has the meaning that I've given to it. Therefore, it's meaningless. Until I can stand back and see that it's all about me remembering my truth, which is everyone's truth, that we are the Christ, we are the Son of God. That's the only meaning that there is for this world. And, let's see, oh, you know what, let's go to, I love this part, Uh, it's chapter 30, and it's section 7, and it's my page 639, here it is. Hmm. What, excuse me, would God have left the meaning of the world to your interpretation? You see, but this is what we do when we energize our judgments and opinions. We're interpreting what we see in the world, what we experience in the world. But we don't know what anything is for. One of my favorite lessons. I don't know what anything is for. We don't know what anything is for. Everything only has the meaning that we've given it. We're constantly interpreting everything, saying, if this means that, then that means this. But none of it is true. It's falsity upon falsity, right? So let's say you have a plan to get together with a loved one. Let's say you had a plan to get together with a loved one uh, yesterday and uh, they never called, they never showed up. And in your history with this person, they were undependable and unreliable. And you, you start thinking, you know, that son of a gun, oh my God, they've, I've had enough of this. They treat me so badly, I can't stand it. They said they were going to um, be... Uh, on time, they made all these promises, and look, they just did it all over again. They just treated me badly all over again. It's because they don't love me. It's because I think they, the only reason they treat me that way is because I'm really not that lovable. They disrespect me because something's wrong with me. And we get all triggered and upset. 
But then let's say maybe later we find out that the reason that they didn't call was because they had a car breakdown and their cell phone ran out of charge uh, and they ended up having to sleep in their car and wait till somebody came and got them. And then they call you and they tell you what happened. Now, what happens to all the meaning that you made of that experience the night before? What happens to it? See, that's the thing about this world, is in truth, God is constant. It is changeless. It does not change. The meaning does not change. That's why we look upon a meaningless world, because our interpretation of everything is based on our beliefs, which are completely incorrect. Beliefs are always incorrect. Truth is true, and beliefs are the story that we made up based on our previous experience in this lifetime or another. Would God have left the meaning of the world to your interpretation? If he had, it has no meaning. For it cannot be that meaning changes constantly, and yet is true, right? How can the meaning change constantly and still be true? The Holy Spirit looks upon the world with one purpose, changelessly, changelessly established. And no situation can affect its aim, but must be in accord with it. Makes perfect sense, doesn't it? What do your scripts reflect except your plans for what the day should be? Should this, There's your opinion word, your judgment word. Whenever you hear that word, you know you're identified with the ego. So what do your scripts reflect except your plans for, remember, an unhealed man, mind does not plan, your plans for what the day should be. And thus you judge disaster and success. Advance, retreat, and gain and loss. These judgments are all made according to the roles the script assigns. The fact they have no meaning in themselves is demonstrated by the ease with which these labels change with other judgments made on different aspects of experience. And then in looking back, you think you see another meaning in what went before. What have you really done except to show there was no meaning there? But you assigned a meaning in the light of goals that change, with every meaning shifting as they change. Now, as it goes along in this beautiful section, which is called the New Interpretation, Section 7, Chapter 30, it says here, Escape, in paragraph 5, Escape from judgment simply lies in this. All things have but one purpose, which you share all the world. Isn't that beautiful? Its single purpose is the end of all ideas of sacrifice, which must assume a different purpose for the one who gains and him who loses. There could be no thought of sacrifice apart from this idea. And it is this idea of different goals that makes perception shift and meaning change. In one united goal, does this become impossible? For your agreement makes interpretation stabilize and last. Okay, so we're going to talk about this some more when I come back from the break. This is Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about A Course in Miracles. We're living the love. We're walking the talk on Unity Online Radio. And I'll be right back. If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. In Interpret This, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. 
In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Okey-dokey. So, we're talking about this one goal, and I think one of the most beautiful sections that talks about this is Chapter 1, Section 7, and where it says right there in Paragraph 1, all real pleasure comes from doing God's will. This is because not doing it is a denial of self, capital S, self. All real pleasure comes from doing God's will. This is because not doing it is a denial of self. There's this illusion that the ego uh, feeds us all the time that our will is separate from God's will. But it's not. God's will is the only will there is. In the illusion, there's an illusion of a separate will. That we can make unloving choices. Unfortunately, it's part of that script that we're reviewing, but it's not part of our true reality. So if we make choices that are unloving, where we're not aligned with our true will, which is God's will, which is the only will there is because we are of God, then we seem to experience pain and suffering and we're all just mentally reviewing it if we can begin to really allow that thought to take hold in our mind and it's simply this allow the holy spirit to teach you and show you if you'd like to know and then in paragraph three complete restoration of the sonship is the only goal of the miracle-minded Complete restoration of the sonship is the only goal of the miracle-minded. Did a show a few weeks ago about miracle-mindedness, cultivating a miracle mind. So I would encourage you to go listen to that. Remember, you can get the podcast of this. This is episode 202, so there's a lot of, lot of it's all free. You can download it. If you've got an Android, you can go to Stitcher. If you've got... Um, iTunes, you can go to iTunes and download all the episodes. Just search for me, Jennifer Hadley, and you will find them. And also, if you like this radio show, won't you please write a review of it and let other people know about it? It just increases the um, 
the way that these uh, Stitcher and iTunes and such uh, show it to people. They show it more frequently if more people write reviews and like it. Don't forget, too, the Course in Miracles app, uh, complete with deluxe features, totally free for you at iTunes. And, you know, there's study group support and all kinds of things at livingacourseinmiracles.com, livingacourseinmiracles.com. And if you enjoy all these free offerings, uh, please consider making a contribution to support them. And you can uh, do that at livingofcourseofmiracles.com or jenniferhadley.com or powerofloveministry.net. Everything at jenniferhadley.com, everything at livingofcourseofmiracles.com goes under the umbrella of the powerofloveministry.net. Yes, we're a nonprofit organization, so all your contributions are totally tax deductible and I thank you for your support it is wonderful to be able to offer so much for free I'm getting ready to I'm putting together another big free offering and I'm excited about that doing something different and new I love it spirit is guiding me all right and that's a perfect segue into this uh Chapter 11, Section 4, The Inheritance of God's Son, where in paragraph 4, Jesus tells us, Only you can deprive yourself of anything. Do not oppose this realization, for it is truly the beginning of the dawn of the light. All right, so for those who like to actually put things into practice, I'm going to invite you to... Start a page in your journal. Maybe it's a, a note in your phone. I like to take put things in my phone a lot now. It's so easy because it syncs to my computer, etc. So start taking notes where in your mind you're holding that you're being deprived or you have been deprived. Only you can deprive yourself of anything. Do not oppose this realization for it is truly the beginning of the dawn of light. You can ask your higher Holy Spirit self, the Holy Spirit, Jesus and the angels, the company of heaven to assist you in seeing where in your beliefs, in your mind, are you holding on to the thought that you have been deprived. Where are you feeling that you have been deprived? Identify those. They'll bubble up into your awareness and then write them down. Give them to the Holy Spirit. Make a holy offering of them. This feeling, this belief that I was deprived when I was 10 years old, when I was in college, whatever it is, last week or this morning, I'm not going to hold on to it anymore. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in the dawn of light in my mind. In uh, paragraph 6, again, we're chapter 11, section 4, The Inheritance of God's Son page 201 in my copy, paragraph 6, Christ is at God's altar waiting to welcome his son. So remember, what does the Course of Miracles tell us God's altar is? It's our heart. Seek first the kingdom, which is within, and all else will be added unto you. Course of Miracles tells us you are the kingdom of God. We are the kingdom of God. Christ is at God's altar waiting to welcome his son. But come holy without condemnation, no judgments, no opinions. For otherwise, you will believe that the door is barred and you can't enter. So, if you hold a judgment, if you hold an opinion, and you think they're valuable to you, you will believe that the door is barred and you cannot enter. The door is not barred, and it is impossible that you cannot enter the place where God would have you be. But love yourself with the love of Christ, for so does your Father love you. You can refuse to enter, but you cannot bar the door that Christ holds open. Come unto me, who hold it open for you, for while I live it, for while I live, it cannot be shut. And I live forever. God is my life, 
and yours, and nothing is denied by God to his Son. At God's altar, Christ waits for the restoration of himself in you. So in your heart, at God's altar, Christ waits for the restoration of himself itself in you. God knows his son as wholly blameless as himself. And he is approached through the appreciation of his son. Appreciate God. Appreciate your God nature. Christ waits for your acceptance of him as yourself and of his wholeness as yours. In other words, nothing that you've experienced in the script is real. You are still the Christ, still the Son of God. That has not changed. That cannot change. You can believe it or not. But it is still the truth of your being. Christ is the Son of God who lives in his Creator and shines with his glory. Christ is the extension of the love and the loveliness of God, as perfect as his Creator and at peace with him. Blessed is the Son of God whose radiance is of his Father and whose glory he wills to share as his Father shares it with him. There is no condemnation in the Son, for there is no condemnation in the Father. Sharing the perfect love of the Father, the Son must share what belongs to Him, for otherwise He will not know the Father or the Son. Peace be unto you who rest in God, and whom the whole Sonship rests. This is your true nature and your true identity. And the way to bring forth the highest and best of your script is to be willing to see the projection, the dream, the illusion, the script, and to know you're not in it. They say in the world but not of it. But you're not really in it. It's just you've projected your mind into it. But you are at peace in heaven. Be willing to know that. We take a breath of love and gratitude here. It's time for me to bless us on our way. I'm so grateful to join with you together and to know this truth today. We place our hand on our heart once again and we say, I am that I am and I am one with the I am presence of every being. It is my true nature to live as the Christ to know the light of my being. I am grateful and thankful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, with Jesus and the angels, to know the truth that sets me free. So grateful and thankful to share the benefits with everyone and to allow the truth to be my life, to be my knowing. In gratitude, we simply say, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. I'll be with you again next week. Have a beautiful week knowing the truth.